Backup Central's Restore It All. Okay, that's going to be the end now. <laughs> you can do your own version. Nope, Kurt. that's it. That's it now. <laughs> you could restore it all. And rescue me from pain. You had my fallen You erased it. How insane. Welcome to Backup Central's Restore It All podcast. I am your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, and I have with me, as always, my co-host, Prasanna Maliandi. Howdy, Curtis. How are we? <laughs> Did you move to Texas in between the last time I saw you? I was just thinking about Toy Story 4. I saw that not oh. too long ago. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have nephews and nieces, and I have a grandchild who... It was a good who, movie. Yeah, it's oh, it's a great movie. I, th- those people at Pixar just continue to amaze me. <laughs> uh, although Prasanna and I both do work at Druva, this is not an official Druva podcast, and our opinions are our own. Speaking of which, we're going to throw out a few opinions today <laughs> about AWS. Just which, a couple. Just yeah, it's opinions, it's thoughts. We're gonna we're gonna do a sort of a. A post-mortem without any insider knowledge about what happened to this tiny AWS outage over the Labor Day weekend. So if you if you hadn't heard of it, there was an outage in AWS in the U.S. East 1. U.S. East 1 would be the region. And then within that, there are usually multiple availability zones. And unfortunately, there was an issue at one of the availability zones or data centers, if you will. It, it looked like it was essentially a power outage. Right. And then some their generators came on, they did their job. But then for some reason, still unknown, at least to us, is those generators started failing. I don't know if um, (laughs) that's not good. Right. I don't know. Like somebody forgot to put the the diesel in there or something. I don't know what happened or and and I still assume that that a, a computing environment as sophisticated as Amazon is testing these generators on a pretty regular basis. I know that. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. companies that we have, but for some reason, these generators failed after the outage. And we, and it happens, right? It's your just luck of the draw. Yeah. It's your I, unlucky day when that happens. And I don't want to be on the other end of that phone call. No, I don't either. And I mean, things things fail, right? That's why <laughs> That's why the industry that you and I work in exists. I guess what happened is when all was said and done, a bunch of customers who were on uh, that were using EC2 that was using EBS, that's their elastic block store, they actually lost data because uh, in some way that data didn't come back up in the outage. Our customer's data is stored in S3, which I know is replicated to uh, at the object level to three different locations. But EBS, you were saying, is very different than that. Yep. So with Amazon S3 storage, um, there are different ways you can provision it um, depending on cost. But most people do it with uh, three-way replication, which means that your data gets written to three different availability zones. So in case there's an issue with one availability zone, it's okay because it's still available in two other ACs. Hey, Persona. Yes. What's an availability zone? In simplistic terms, you can think of it as a data center 
or in the old days, you'd think of it as like a fault domain of this is where all the compute and storage and everything else exists. And you combine multiple availability zones into what AWS calls a region. So you might have the US East One region, which might have different availability zones in multiple cities within US East uh, region in order to provide you that availability. Is there an advertised distance between availability zones or is that just I would trust them to do the right thing? Yeah, I don't uh, yeah, I don't know what the, I I'm assuming it's not down the street, right? No. But but no, data center definitely. but but I I do like the analogy that it an availability zone is essentially a data center. And although it may be multiple data centers, but it um from a from a logical perspective it's like a data center. And then with S3 Normal S3 is replicated to three different availability zones, aka data centers. But with EBS, it's only replicated within an availability zone. Yep, that's correct, Curtis. So what they do, at least from what we can gather, is they only guarantee that your data is replicated within multiple servers in that availability zone. So it's not like a single server will cause you to lose all your data, but it's not quite the same level of resiliency that you get with Amazon S3. I've spent my career in backups, and one of the enemy is the wrong term, but one of the enemies of backup has been replication. Uh, and that, and meaning that people would tell me, oh, well, I have RAID or, oh, I have replication, so I don't need backups. Listen to our podcast that we did on this. Yeah, remember? RAID is not, is it RAID is not backup? Is that, was that what the title of the podcast was? I believe that's yeah. what it was. Um, we have a, we have a series of things, what things that are not backup. Um, the thing with replication is that it, when there are a number of challenges with replication as a data protection mechanism, if that's all you have is replication, if you do something stupid, like drop a database or delete an entire file system or delete a significant portion of your file system, replication simply makes your stupidity more effective, right? The same, the same <laughs> thing is, 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 is true of, of viruses or any kind of malware if you get attacked, you know, on an EC2 instance and you are replicating, you know, and your your entire storage is EBS, it, that replication is not going to uh, stop that corruption. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, re and remember also that in the case of Amazon, you as the end user aren't even aware that there's a replicated copy. This is all handled at an infrastructure level. You as a user are not aware of Amazon never tells us much about how they do this magic, right? But what it the secret sauce the secret sauce yeah they don't tell us about the secret sauce. But when we look at Amazon's page that describes EBS, you you see two like two pretty measly paragraphs that talk about the title is Amazon EBS availability and durability. They talk about you know at no charge to you the data is replicated across multiple servers to prevent the loss of data from the failure of any single component. If you look at the SLA, which it links right there in that paragraph, nothing in the SLA says that the EBS data is going to protect you against uh, you know logical corruption. Right? Yeah. Go ahead. Well, and I think the other thing also interestingly um, in. EBS's description that Amazon has is their annual failure rates. So most people think when you have like a traditional on-premises storage array, you have RAID, you have redundancy, you have all sorts of things. So your failure rates are fairly low. 
with Amazon's EBS, they're saying that if you have a thousand EBS volumes running for a year, you should expect one to two to fail. And that's and their recommendation right there in, oh, in their product description. Hey, one or two out of a thousand is going to fail. And that's a crazy thing. It's like when you're looking and considering a cloud solution, right? You would have some of the same things that you would have thought about on premises. It's like, oh, I don't need to really worry about storage because I have a storage team who's dealing with replication and resiliency and availability of my data. And so I, as the end user, don't have to worry about this. Now, when I go to AWS, it's like, okay, if I do select to use EBS, I need to be aware that, yes, now I have to understand what are the failure rates, how what is the resiliency offered by the underlying infrastructure so I can make the right call to say, do I have the right level of resiliency for my application? Yeah, so uh, to me, the failure of you know 0.1% or 0.2%, if I have a thousand EBS volumes, I'm gonna lose one or two a year. To me, that would tell me that, well, I should probably back this up. And, and you know, in the very next sentence, is EBS also supports a snapshot feature, right? <laughs> which is which is a good way to take point in time backups of your data. That's the next sentence. And by the way, snapshots, mm-hmm. unlike normal EBS volumes, snapshots of EBS volumes actually go to Amazon S3. You don't have direct access to it, so it's more durable. Yeah, I don't like that they call them but, snapshots, yeah. but it is what they call them. They're really image copies. An EBS snapshot is an image copy of an EBS volume stored in S3. Does it, but but that's what they call it, right? And it's not like, you know, Amazon is calling me to figure out what to name stuff. <laughs> so, but if these customers who were affected had had EBS snapshots, they would have been able to easily recover their EBS volumes. That's correct. Now, and in fact, some customers did use EBS right. snapshots. I think one customer had to go back to a snapshot, which luckily they had created eight hours beforehand. Right, right. But for those customers, and to be fair, though, I think we should also mention that not everyone's data was lost. It was, I think they said it was 0.5%. 0.5% of the, of the people that were affected by the outage actually lost data, which again, you know, sounds not so bad unless you're, <laughs> unless you're one of the 0.5%, right? Which, which, you know, to, to just, I, I shall go into my hobby horse stable and pull out one of my hobby horses, and that is data that's in EBS or Azure or um, GCP or Salesforce or Office 365, none of their SLAs talk about backup. So data that's in in these services needs to be backed up. And customers that are running EC2 and using EBS that are not using something to back up that data, I, I think are they're they're, they're risking asking for trouble. They're asking yeah. for trouble, right? Uh, now you <laughs> now you, see, you sound like my mother, um, but you know, Curtis. Yes, no. Eat your greens. That was William Curtis. William Curtis oh, Preston. <laughs> eat your greens. Yes, uh, the full the full three names. Uh, you know, and of course. I, we're, I'm looking at the the article in the register, which uh, the title, you know, was in true register fashion. You know, they AWS celebrates Labor Day weekend by roasting customer data. That's just <laughs> that's just wrong. But the 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 um, the comments, you know, you get the typical anti cloud comments, right? But there were some people, you know, like 
there's one guy here that says that basically what we're saying, right? If you use EBS, this sort of failure should be expected. He quotes from the same thing we quoted that if you put data that's in EBS that matters to you, you need to back up that data. The easiest way is to use EBS snapshots. And I know we, that's how uh, with our customers, that's how they back up their EBS data is we help them manage those those EBS snapshots. And I, I would add to that, I think that those snapshots should be stored in another region and another account. Actually, I'd say account another account first and another region second, but both of them, if you can do that. And the reason for that is if it's all stored in one account, even if it's in another region, if your account is compromised, you know, the, the hacker can easily delete all of your backups as well as your primary storage. Yep. You just got to be careful. Yeah. So the, 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 the cloud is not magic. I was trying to figure out exactly what happened here. You and I were talking about this earlier. So I have this picture in my head. There, there's two servers with some storage in it. And if, if the storage is, do you think the storage is separate or do you think the storage is like, it's like always a node with storage and that node is also the compute node? What do you, what do you think? I think it's, I would probably guess it's a node contains storage. What do you mean? <laughs> I got to make sure I understand what you're saying before. I... Sorry. Each node contains its, its own, own storage, storage and is isolated. Okay. So yeah. it's like, uh, so it's not like there's, there are storage nodes and compute nodes. There are just That's compute correct. and storage nodes. Okay. Because that, that messes somewhat with the model that's in my head as to what happened. So if that's the case, then what probably happened is a small percentage, because not all the servers went down, right? Not all the nodes went down. But in some cases, a small percentage of the servers went down it, and but basically both nodes containing the replicated copies of a given EBS volume went down and they went down in such a way as to logically corrupt the data on its way down, which I always talk about as a potential possibility in replication that, you know, if something happens, if you get a logical corruption via something like a power spike, it could replicate that. But it, it sounds like possibly a very small percentage basically the, the the servers went down in such a way that they that they corrupted the data on both sides yeah and my guess also and granted i have no insider knowledge yeah. of how ebs Neither works on the back end uh, right this is all just guessing is the ebs volumes are probably also split across multiple servers yeah multiple servers well. so multiple power might, supplies multiple yeah. generators so you might get a case where Maybe part of your EBS volume is okay, but even if 1% of your EBS volume is missing, yeah. you're probably going to miss some data, which doesn't help. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, because another thing that I'm thinking about is, I mean, we could, we could sit here and theorize a hundred different ways that this could have happened. Like one of the ideas that I'm having is because they were saying that they lost power, but the generators came up, but then they failed. I remember when we had a power outage, we had a, we had a, an electrician caused power outage be, uh -huh. because he was in, he was working on the UPS and he basically flipped the big bus bar, uh -huh. like manual, like accidentally he, kicked, yeah. he like kicked it or something. And his immediate reaction was, oh crap. And he basically 
shoved it back up real quick. And that caused this power spike that killed a bunch of servers. Yeah. Right. So I'm wondering if something like that happened in this case, so, you know, where we had, we lost some power, but we brought some generators back online, but then they went down immediately or bat, you know, and especially if a lot of this is like automated systems right, as well. Right? right. So how quickly and how well do they handle all these situations? Who knows? But that's a hard part when you're managing at this scale, it's difficult, right? When it comes down to it, this is just replicated bits. This isn't backups. There's no time delay built into it. If bad stuff happens to an entire availability zone, it can take out your data. And if you if you need proof of that, this is it. This is why you back up. Um, one comment, this guy, it says, this sounds like EBS failed and wasn't even locally redundant. That is a much bigger problem if true. I disagree, right? It just proves it. What it is locally redundant, but bad things happen to a bunch of things all at once, <laughs> right? It, I remember um, there was a story when I used to way way back when I was working at another storage company, and it was one of the questions of, "Hey, if I have my server and my replicated copy, like my high availability copy, in the same data center, I could have cases where." Water is rising in the case of a flood, takes out one node, and the other node fails over and it still keeps rising. And then, boom, now both my data sources are gone because the water hits both of them. So you just have to prepare and do smart things. And the hard part with the cloud is a lot of it gets abstracted. So you no longer know how do things function under the covers. Right. But I don't see, in preparation for this podcast, I read Amazon's web pages that describe the EBS service. And I don't read anything in there that leads me to believe that they're trying to get you to believe that EBS does anything more than standard block level replication. And then the next sentence is, by the way, we have a backup service. No. And to be honest, I think that this is people thinking the cloud is this magic bullet. Yeah. Right. That, but I think it's one like one of the past podcasts we've had, you just need to understand that it's not a magic bullet. You need to understand and architect your application to leverage your cloud services in the proper way. Yeah. And in the case of EC2 and EBS, that means EBS snapshots. And in my opinion, EBS snapshots that get sent to another account and another region because that, that double protects you. And there's nothing inherently wrong with using EC2. Like no. there are lots of companies, including yeah. Druva, who use EC2. So there's nothing wrong with it. It's just you need to understand. The cloud is not magic. Um, and again, just going back to some of the comments there, I, I don't think you can use this as a way to tack EC2. And one guy asked, you know, is it luck that the snapshot survived? And I would say no, because the snapshot is stored in S3, which is then replicated to three is designed, designed that, way. that way. Maybe I'll end up responding to this on some of these comments and, this, <laughs> and then I'll yeah. end up with a comment war on on the register. Um, <laughs> it'd be the first time. Anyway. All right. Well, for the last, definitely not. I love to argue me some backups. Well, let's just stop. I just love to argue. <laughs> what can I, you know, my parents always said I should have been a lawyer anyway. All right. Enough talking about this AWS outage. Subscribe to our podcast and get ready for the next episode of backup centrals. Restore it all. Okay, that's going to be the end now. <laughs>
<laughs> you can do your own version. Nope, <laughs> that's it. That's it now. <laughs> System isn't worth a spit. Finally, I needed your backup. You had a chance to fix it, instead, it's all jacked up. See how I'll write on Facebook about you. Don't underestimate the things that I will do. There was a file, but I deleted it. Too bad your backup system isn't worth a spit. It'll be completely done. Maybe-